the Dadcast, episode 24, Spinning Meatloaf on Tuesdays. We resume with this week's podcast already in progress. Alfonso dramatically accuses Steve of being a dig apologist. Okay, so do we have anything else we need to talk about? Oh, yes. Steve's favorite subject in the world. Dig. <laughs> dig. Should we have another debate? <laughs> You're turning me into a dig apologist. Yeah, you are a little bit, aren't you? It took you a while to start digging our, our own articles on dig. So that was nice when you started doing it. I felt. Well, you told me they were dirty links, so I. Uh... <laughs> That's I'm disguising them now. <laughs> You're getting huge spikes. So what's going on with Dig now? Well, not so much what's going on, but what went on. Um, uh, Kevin Rose was talking at the TechCrunch uh, Disrupt uh, Conference, and he mentioned that there was at some point an offer. Um, to, to buy for eighty million, um, I think something like sixty million with an earnout, um, but which he was way willing to take. But apparently, the board of directors thought there was more value in the company than that, so they they had to turn down the offer. So I don't know if that was a good or a bad decision. Honestly, I think maybe Dig, even though it's still going well, I think they're a healthy company. I think they've peaked. So I don't know if they'll see eighty million again. I'm wondering if that was. The best they could have got. I, I, I am tending to agree with you. I think uh, I think Dig will have its fans, and I think maybe we're just too old to be its fans. Um, I think once they get, once they stop doing Dig Nation, I think a lot of the Dig uh, appeal will will somewhat drop. Reddit seems to be eating its lunch these days. Um, and they're like a four-man shop, right? Like they're, they're, they're like, they, they don't they don't even they're not, they're not even co-located. I think they all work in different uh, offices or from home, and they meet like three four times a year. Yeah, I don't know how how Reddit operates. I'm, I'm, I don't know about enough about it really. I mean, I've just only started using it. It's actually the some of the links I find on it are actually quite funny. Um, the pictures are definitely amusing, but I could just go to Imager. Uh, which is I M G U R all the time, and just see the same stuff there. It's just that somehow Reddit seems to rate them better. Um, it's, it's 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 okay. I don't like. I don't really like. I said I said that in the last podcast. I don't really get into into those um, kind of like networks too much because I've got the Twitter feed. If something's really that good on any of the one of those networks, it'll pop up in the Twitter, right? Yep, usually. That's what I use. I'll be honest yeah. with you. Uh, that's how I, you know, the interesting people will post interesting things and news services will post, you know, uh, main, mainstream things. And that's where I get 80% of my news. Yeah. 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 That's when pretty much what I, what I do too. Yeah. yeah use, use the, the RSS feeds that you have coming in and the Twitter feeds that are coming in also, and you'll be able to complement everything from, from those two. You know, that's what I use and I get most of the news that everybody else is getting. Plus your own curiosity, depending what you're what you're looking for and what you're searching. So you should, you know. Interesting though is that uh, Kevin Rose kind of hinted that he might be leaving Dig, um, saying he's a bit burned out and sort of hinting that maybe angel investing was his new passion. So well, he doesn't have his buddy to play with anymore, right? So. You know, I don't. I like I said, I don't want to get any any debate where I'm suddenly I'm, I'm talking on my butt really too much. But um, you know, you get the feeling that that with uh, Alex leaving, you know, the Dignation thing, some of the appeal of it's gone. You know, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he'll he'll pour his efforts into Revision Three. I don't know. Well, I'll be honest with you. If if I had to pick between one or the other, I think Revision Three is probably going to be their cash cow for years to come. They have some good shows on it. I'm not sure I like all of them. Um, there's definitely some really really good ones on there, and 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 the talent is there. He's definitely got some great talent doing it. So. And it's funny because when when you look in the world of and this is going to be like a bit of an inside baseball kind of reference for the the other podcasters and, and video casters out there, when you look at the differences between the two major networks out there, um, and and it seems to be pretty much uh, Revision Three versus Twit uh, uh, Network because Adam Curry's one seems to have gone disappeared like they're they're canceling shows left right and center. Um, Me- Mevio is that, yeah, is that the one? Yeah, Movio, 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 something. I've Me- got Mevio. the Mevio, Mevio. Okay, yeah, they've yeah. Uh, angry, ang- um, cranky geeks. Cranky geeks is gone. Uh, the the one he does, uh, John C. Dvorak and Adam Curry is is on the is on the cutting board too. So, but but revision three and 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 Twit, like I tell about, they seem to be the big powerhouses. Whereas Twit is all about the conversation. And uh, there's no flashy sets too much, and it's just basically, you know, they got a heck of a great, incredible setup. Um, it's really, really cool to watch the Twit Network because it's it's so well put together. But you don't have that um, that feeling you get when you watch a Revision Three show that it's like a a show, and each show has its set, and each set is set up like a TV show, and it's as if they're this thing is ready to be ported to the television. Uh, or some IP television, whereas the Twit Network is really this is an internet thing, and we're doing this internet thing. Well, Twit is kind of like to me, uh, like watching like Charlie Rose or something. You know, uh, si- simple set, very, very, very easy. You, you see the the, the you actually see the cabling and the lights. You know, whereas uh, Revision Three is is very much television production quality, high level. Maybe the shows don't last long. But when they stick, they stick and they keep it, right? And then they try 10 others. If one or two of them stick, they keep those two and they'll move on again. So there's a lot more churn, whereas um, I get the feeling that Leo loves his babies. You know what I mean? He, he thinks hard as to what could be a good show and throws in a lot of effort to make that show work. Yeah. So Leo also knows that the biggest selling point of his network is him, right? So right. he's on a show. The show's going to tend to do well, and he attracts the names. I mean, he—it's his network, and he's doing a good job with it. People are going to there to see Leo with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's the appeal of, of of the Twit Network a lot of the time too. But at the same time, it's thinning out a little bit. I find I used to listen listen to a lot or watch a lot of their content, but now they've taken a lot of those the people that I enjoyed watching and spread them out over a whole bunch of different shows. And I find, well, that one I don't even watch because I'm not interested in that person. But as a cast of characters, was a really good person. Yeah. But they can't carry a show by themselves or even as a co-host. Like so, who, who, are you th- who are you thinking about? Oh, I don't know. Like uh, I, I often like sometimes when uh, – what's her name? Pipe in. Um, who's the one that does the iPad show? Sarah Lane. Uh, Sarah Lane. Yes. She'd pipe in. She has a little, you know, different perspective on things. That's interesting. But every time I've watched a show that she's been, you know, co-hosting, it lasts one one episode and I dump it. Okay. You know, I can't even watch the iPad one. I find it's it's too cutesy. You know, and it's uh, uh, I don't know. The content's not there. It doesn't feel like the. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not I'm, feeling. 
I've I've been sticking to to some of the basics on on the Twit network. So I, I I listen to Twit because that seems to be like the um, it's like the the McLaughlin report of all of all uh, of of all podcast news. I think everything emanates from 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 the, the actual this week in tech show. Even though the guests that come on some weeks are real hit and miss. You know, you'd be sure as hell if it's a Scoble week. I'm missing. I'm I'm probably skipping through most of it. Um, but you know you get you get some rare occasions where you get like a you'll get a, a like it'll be a, a tech TV reunion talk or it'll be like whatever so they get some some they they they, they rotate people into Twit all the time which is actually really really interesting. But uh, one of the shows that I've 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 actually liked and it's not because it's a Mac show it's because it's a it's a Andy Anotko and sometimes Merlin Mann show is Mac Break Weekly and it's it's the it's the play between those two guys that make it interesting more than the Mac talk. I mean, the Mac talk is nice because it's something I understand, but, uh, a show that I thought I'd, I'd be like loving, uh, this, this week in photography, I actually hate because it's all about two guys talking about Nikon and Canon, Canon as being the best and new gear. And this is a $45,000 camera that you absolutely must have. And it's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not that much of a, a hardware freak like that. Like, for me, the the the, the thought of a you know a ten thousand dollar lens is just like it's out of my league. So I, I don't I don't like that show. And uh, I don't know, the hosts aren't exactly that interesting either. But uh, he he hasn't been able to find any good photography guys, no. even on his tech um, tech guy um, radio sure show. He, he has had, that German guy, eh? Yeah, the tips from the top uh, floor. floor or whatever. And this he, guy is actually Chris. Chris Marquardt is actually I've seen a few of his of his specials where he explains something. The guy's a genius. It's just annoying to listen to. I, I can't. I can't listen to him. Uh, he, I, I. I tend to fade away. Like he's one of those people that you know he could walk to your desk and start talking, and a minute later you look at him and like, are you still there? Like you've totally disconnected from what they're saying. He's, he's, I, the I, way I, he speaks is kind of is kind of clinically German. But so. the thing is, though, those, those those two stations, those two networks, um, own everything. Are, 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 they're they're like the ninety percent, right? Yeah. And 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 us and everybody else are in the long tail. Right, we're fighting after the ten percent that's left. I, you know what, and I, I think, I think, you know, to let those two guys fight over the red ocean is fine. They can, they can, they can do the compete war between the two of them. Although they do seem to be sharing talent, which is kind of weird. It's very internety that thing to do that. But I think the rest of us who are just, you know, like doing our stuff, like this is this is for us is therapy more than anything else. We're having a lot of fun doing it, and you know, if we make a few people laugh along the way, then that's great. If people actually find our, our stuff interesting, that's even better. Uh, but. You know, it's up to us to 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 you know make it something that somebody would want. You know, like you know, be like you know a great Canadian show, or to be like a great Montreal show, or just to have like a fun thing. And there's a, there's some there's some shows out there that that are that are doing it, and I'm fine. I'm listening to more other stuff. Um, there's another guy out in Dallas called Ted Forbes. He has a uh, photography video podcast called The Art of Photography. It is fantastic. It's like there's only like 14 shows. They're very good. Talks about the going back in the old types of photography. Like he'll talk about talk about Holgas. He'll talk about it's it's not about the gear. It's about the concept. It's about what you can do. What the different types of stuff is. Mastering light uh, and stuff like that. So he's a real photographer show. A real photographer show, but it goes back. And then one day he'll say, okay, you know what? We're, I'm just going to show you some Ansel Adams pictures. And it's like, wow, oh, wow, what a great inspiration that is, and it stuff is like actually. that. So, what? It is actually. It is, and it, it's it's a good show. And then, so he started doing if, a. 
audio. If I can chime in for a second here. Please, please. There's this, uh, <clears throat> I'm probably going to blow the, uh, the whole news, but two weeks ago, I believe, there was this guy in California who at a garage sale found a whole bunch of glass plates of all Ansel Adams uh, collection. This was out of the blue. They never, it, we didn't even know that they had these glass plates. Like the, uh, obviously, they're negative plates. Okay. Worth $2.5 million. It cost them four bucks. Then it, 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 was that the same story where it turned out it could have been a hoax? That I'm not aware of. Okay. I, I, I remember them saying that they, they, they brought it to an Ansel Adams expert and he wasn't sure whether or not it was real or not or whatever. I don't know how they test authenticity, like the fingerprints of Ansel Adams on it or something. I don't know. But that would be, if it was real, it's I mean, $4 for $25 million worth of stuff is unbelievable. Yep. And, uh, and you know, it's, it's, it's weird. So th- that's a good story. But getting back to that, that Ted Forbes guy, he's got a great show. Um, and he starts done an, started an audio one. He's into his eighth show, and it's it's getting it's like us. It's getting better with everything. You know, he's in the first week he's got the mics all a little bit funny, and the second week it, the mics are a bit better. And then, but it's again, it's about okay. You want to do photography for a living? This is what you need to do. You need to put together a portfolio. This is how you put together a portfolio. This is what knocks people down. This is what what makes people like you know stand, look sit up and listen and do what you're talking about. And it's like. Okay, well, that's an interesting. It's a different kind of photography show. I kind of interested. I don't know if I'd want to make my career out of photography, but I do. You know, I like to take pictures, and if I, I learn lean anything, learn anything, that's great. You know, if I gleam anything off of it, even better. Um, I think it's a show you'd really enjoy, those uh, Ben, um, because it it does talk about you know what you can do and 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 taking product shots and 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 doing you know like your style of photography how to market that and right. and stuff like that getting a portfolio ready and it's it's pretty cool actually so I'll, i will put sure. a note to it in the in yes, the yes, uh, in, in the show notes yep. and if you're on iTunes listening right now uh, you can look up Ted Forbes and you'll find the art of photography and the photography show which is which is good so there are some guys out there doing it well i don't know if it's just because they're not in san francisco um, and then that's why they're not on the on the twit network or on anything else but uh, but isn't it the whole thing that, you know, at one point, whatever it is that you're doing, if you're becoming a master of something, eventually the, the people get sort of tired of it and they want to go a little bit more underground, a little more, you know, dark stream that, you know, they're sick and tired of hearing the guys at the top saying blah, 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 blah. They want to hear what the little guys are saying, like us, basically. They want to hear what the real people are saying. Yeah, yeah, real people. Sure. Um, I saw this a lot when I worked in, when I worked in radio. Um, it happened a lot where you'd get a guy who was real and he was saying funny stuff and, or he was you know, pointing it out as it is and, and he would kill. He would be amazing. It would be a great show. And suddenly um, he would get some, some notification. So then he wasn't – his show or his piece wouldn't be about how life sucks because he's poor and he doesn't have any money. It's suddenly about like – Oh, I made fun of this star and he didn't realize it. And suddenly it's like, hey, you know, isn't that funny? So, yeah, okay, that works for a while. And then suddenly, after a bit of time, he turns into that star who doesn't know anything about what it's like to be poor. And that's where the disconnect happens. Exactly. And that's where people, um, that's where people shut off, you know. That's why, that's why people love Letterman and, and to a degree hate Leno, you know, because Letterman will, 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 has always tried to tell everybody he just goes back to his, his small apartment and, and watch crappy TV. 
you know and whereas whereas leno takes you into his hangar of 50 million cars and says look what i just bought i found this rare indian it cost me three million dollars you're like oh okay i hate you uh, <laughs> it's it's going commercial and i think basically i think that's that's you know there's different types of of uh of, of shows out there and i think sometimes that's where it can happen it can it can break faster on the internet because people know when you're f- yeah. and uh and they know uh they they see through right through it right because your your whole life is is out there you know and sure. people people pick up on it quicker so i don't know i don't know where i was going with that really um that's yeah, all like, good like doesn't in, matter like in the end of most of my <laughs> most of our podcasts <laughs> You know, we're just going blah, 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 blah. Just talking a little. Well, At least way we don't have to... off the paved road. <laughs> At least there's a bit of a, yeah. What? I think there we, was uh, paved road? Was there a, Hello. There was a left turn somewhere, and our curmudgeon forgot to bring us back on board. <laughs> well, the chat room was going nuts. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I'm with you. I um, Right now, I've been listening to a lot more local podcasts a lot more local twitter feeds um and it's interesting uh, you know you, you don't have to go mainstream to to be entertained or informed so I, I i'm enjoying the a bit more of a montreal feel to my twitter now uh you know and and trying to you know a bit more um you know less mainstream on the podcasts as well like either some of these Montreal folks or stuff that's new on on uh, on the iTunes store just giving it a run and you know hate it love it you know drop it keep it so cuz i stayed for years almost with the same lineup and then yeah. you realize you know what tuesday's this day and wednesday's that day and then you realize you know what i'm in a rut uh, so yeah, no, I think- I, and it's it's a same exact same way. Like just just recently, um, I I I, ha- I had been listening to Laurent Lassalle's podcast in the past. I dropped it for some reason. He has an eclectic music uh, style that I, I I kind of like. I can it, take it or leave it sometimes. And most of the time, I, I I enjoy it. It's not something I would go out and buy, but it's like oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Oh, that sounds like something else, and so I can kind of like okay, live a, you know that that does sound like a lot of fun. So he. He has relaunched this week his English podcast called Headphones Required, and uh, and uh, he he jokes about how his English sucks and all that. But to tell you the truth, it's really not that bad. His his English presentation style for the kind of music he's doing is actually really really good, and uh, and the music is actually quite nice. So I've he, he's back on there as well. I'd love it if the podcast of Mac Quebec, which he does with uh, Sylvain Grandmaison and. Uh, and uh, Laurent Maisonave would come back because I actually did quite enjoy that one when it was going. That was a nice Montreal podcast, and it was pretty cool. Um, and then I, I started listening to Le Québec en balado division, which is uh, Sylvain Grandmaison's podcast. I was listening to that as well. I've been uh, I've been trying to get into Le Stream, which is uh, from uh, a guy called uh, Crapule. Uh, Yann Thériault, uh, and uh, and stuff like that. So, but I'm, you know, and, and I, like you, I'm I'm mixing and matching. I'm dropping. I'm picking something up. Uh, you know, maybe a week, whatever. Uh, there are there are shows that are never coming back on the net on uh, on the uh, on on the stream because I just don't want them. Like old shows, like old media shows that I don't want to to see again. You know, like like the whole Ask a Ninja. It's, apparently, it's coming back. I don't really, I don't know if it's going to be any good. I don't I haven't really know no interest really in, in, in seeing that again. Although it was very, very funny the first time. I don't know how he can do it another time. 
And there's a couple other ones too. Like uh, there's another network I I found. Uh, Steve, you might be in, in, interested in this as well. Um, uh, a, this weekend? No, no, no. I'm not going to that one at all. <laughs> Just out of principle. I'm sorry. There is a guy called Dan Benjamin, and he has two shows. One he does with John Gruber called uh, The Talk Show. And I know you don't like John Gruber too much. So I'm not going to go talk into that doing so much. Um, and because, you know, that is a show all about kerning sometimes. Uh, <laughs> not curling, but kerning, yes. Uh, and, but he has a, a network called, I think it's 5x5, Five Five, and he has one, one of his podcasts is called The Pipeline. Well, he'll interview somebody like Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, Adam Lizagor, Andy Anatko, Jason Snell, Gina Trapani, and it, it can be a, it's a nice interview kind of setting. Um, so it, it, it's quite nice as well. I got kind of got into that, and I never ever would have even uh, known about his podcast. I had not been for um, just you know following a few of John Gruber's tweets, who's not really in the Revision Three or the Twit stream really. So there's a, there's a lot of great stuff out there you just got to go out and find it that, that long tail is really long yeah and and before when i said you know you know uh, a lot of people competing that long tail it's not for money it's competing for ears right yeah. because there's so many people out there that have something interesting to say but the chances of being found organically are very low you know you either have to have some perfect storm that you know, suddenly you get exposure and boom, you know, people say, oh, that's pretty interesting, you know, or Bit of word big mouth. time word of mouth or you got to work it big time. Yeah. And at that point, do you want to be that douchey guy who's spamming everybody all the time? Listen to what I have to say. It's amazing. I don't want to be that guy. I, I don't want right? to be that guy either. Like I, I, I will. OK, I'm going to be that guy to a degree where I'm going to if I'm on Twitter and we're, we're dad casting, I'm going to say, hey, we're dad casting is going to because I'm enjoying it. I'm having a lot of fun. I'm not saying it because, oh, quick, check my show right now. It's out. Blah, 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 blah. Go, go, go. Well, it's go, not go. like we're live streaming, right? It's no, not like we're saying, hey, live streaming starting in two seconds. You no. know, come and listen. No, it's kind of no, like I, I hey, think this is what I'm doing now. I think if anybody were to, were, to, were to listen to one of our live streams, they they did grow bored really quickly. Uh, <laughs> well, at the same time, it's kind of raw. It is it's very raw, yeah. <laughs> but even that, even even when it's fully edited, it's kind of raw. <laughs> Picture this audience: bunch of guys standing in a circle with their hands in their pockets, waiting. That's basically yeah. us for about forty-five minutes before it's nearly yeah. live. You put a cooler, or you put a cooler in between us, and we're back at the office. That's pretty yeah. much. That's pretty much how it works. That's all good. It goes. No, and it, it's uh, it's all good. I mean, like, um, there's there's a there's some out there, and and. You know, I'm I'm trying to spread the word a little bit as I can, and and you know, if that if that if that comes back, great. If it doesn't, I'm just paying it forward. It doesn't even matter. Uh, and it's just you know, trying to listen. Anybody got anything else good to listen to? And I'll I'll go that way. So it's cool. Yep. It's all it's all good. We're all having fun. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm a little tired. It's <laughs> so sarcastic. Sarcasm. Right. He's yeah. nice. We've He's been cool. doing it for an hour and forty minutes. I wonder why. No, no. <laughs> Coffee's got no kick. Uh, well, it's probably cold by now. Freezing, actually. My my Guinness is warm, and your coffee is cold. So I would say that's pretty much a wrap. Mr. Magoo, do you have anything else you want to add in at the end? Are you listening to any good books? Do you have any Jinx T-shirt you want to recommend? Ooh, 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 ooh. Oh. Please? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ben, 
Yeah. I think uh, just you got a just a quick note from uh, something that we've uh, we've already spoken of. Uh, Freakonomics. Yes. Did you guys know they're making a movie out of this? I heard something about that, but I didn't know if it was. I just uh, saw the. Uh, I just saw one of the trailers. So there. How are they going to make that into a movie? I, I think it's 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 it's, it's an intercut. They're using the an interview uh, frame w- intercut with an animation frame. Okay. Okay, and they're using all the all the stories and all the, all the different uh, uh, segments in the book, and they're going to animate it and with a live interview while well, live uh, an interview. Oh, it's, it's probably going to be a bit like Food Inc., Steve. Yeah, yeah. Which don't don't it, it, honestly, if you want to ever eat anywhere in any restaurant in 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 the United States of America ever again, do not watch the movie Food Inc. <laughs> um, anybody who's Canadian, go ahead and watch it. Yeah, uh, you'll still be sick, but you'll get over it quicker. <laughs> um. Anyways, so they're yeah, making so a movie on Freakonomics. Wow. Freakonomics. Yeah. 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 Saw it today. Well, they made a the... movie about Facebook, so why not a movie about Freakonomics? I guess. Yeah, but actually, no, 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 no. This, this is not the romanticized version of that twit. You know, it's actually the, the both authors going at it and describing this book so that everybody can know what it is, and it's actually it's very interesting. I just finished. Uh, I just finished the book uh, this week. You, so you thank you guys. You thank you guys. Oh, it was. Wow. Uh, it's it's yeah. fast, eh? Very fast, and there's also the super economics that I'm going to start. I have that. And the tipping point. The tipping I, point is very uh, good. I'm so the, the authors of economics are Stephen D. Lovett, Levitt and uh, uh, Stephen J. Dubner. Um, yeah. So if you're if you're Amazoning that uh, or or or, or audibling it at twofatdads.com/slash/audible, we talked about it in the last show, but go ahead, it, it's good. C'est, c'est tout bon. uh, and, and you'll never be able to trust a, a sumo wrestler again. Yeah, yeah, those those lying bastards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, after after the book, there's a lot of things now that I, I can't. It's like I picture it like nah. It, it, but it puts you know what it does. It does something good, you know, because you know, as an intelligent person, you know, half of it's full of crap. Like right. you know, half of it's like okay, whatever. But it does make you. Th- think well case in point we 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 talked about the whole new york thing in in the last uh in our last uh dad cast where we uh you know it was it giuliani and the police or was it the roe versus wade and it basically tells you the two sets of statistics and data and, and methodologies come up to the same result so yeah hypothesis and they sort of you know, they, they posit uh, 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 an explanation and they sort of say, yeah, well, this is how we get to this uh, the solution. I think we're right. But what it does is it creates a discussion. Yeah. It, it shows how two different people can come up to two different conclusions with the same data and make it a, a plausible um, solution. Which, which is great because then you can go to that uh, water cooler on Monday and say, hey, you know, I read this great thing. I don't agree with it. And, you know, I think they're both out to lunch or, wow, I think they're both right. Well, they're talking about it. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it has, it, uh, talking a good and bad as long as you're talking about it, right? So, right. Yeah, exactly. And, and it, which, which, is, which lets you look at newspapers a lot more uh, critically now and say, you know, I read a story. They're saying that the water is like this because do I believe them or not? You know what? Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. And What's this that? is, but this is something. It's funny because this is something that that had always been apparent to me as uh, a person who spoke, who grew up in the West Island and spoke both languages. Um, so, because I am French Canadian, my we would get the la presse at home, 
And so I would read the French paper at home all the time. And then because I would also go to school downtown, someone would leave a gazette on the, on the train and I would read the gazette. And sometimes for the exact same story, the exact same set of facts, you get two completely different points of view. So as, as most French Canadians, I, I'm going to assume, I'm going to say this really large, they know this, this is like, this is nothing new. That, you know, like, you know, it's not what happened, it's what that person said happened. So it all depends on how, you know, the story's interpreted. You know, the bias else. of the information. Exactly. Yeah. And, and newspapers are unbelievably biased, consider, especially considering when you go back to who they're protecting. And then once they say, oh, it's journalistic integrity and all that, not really. There's an editor. In a newspaper, and the editor's job is to make sure that nobody gets fired, right? What? It's not editing. Well, it's oh. to sell papers, right? Look at that. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'll probably get like loads of phone calls from editors now, or Twitter. One eight hundred. We don't care. I'm, no, sorry, email what? me at Johnny Canuck at twofatdaz dot com. Twitter me at Johnny Canuck. Uh, post comments at the end of this podcast. Uh, you know, get angry. Tell me I'm an idiot because. Uh, as a French Canadian and as an English speaking French Canadian, the, yeah, I saw unbelievable atrocities in the press in Montreal, at least yeah. hey, in Toronto too. I mean, obviously with Globe and Mail, it's not a national yeah. paper, but you should, uh, listen to, uh, Lewis Black's, um, Carnegie hall, um, <laughs> performance Lewis black. That's twice now, two podcasts in a row. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, <laughs> He he has this whole thing about information and news, and he says there is no news; it's just spin, right? Yeah, of course, oh, yeah. And, and he says the only thing that you could be sure of, for a fact, is that if you go to an elementary school on a Tuesday and you look at the lunch menu and it says meatloaf on Tuesdays, that you'll find meatloaf that Tuesday in the lunchroom. He says that's the only <laughs> fact that you could be sure of. He says anything else that you read in the papers or whatever is just spin. Spin. So meatloaf on Tuesdays, that's the only truth to life. There's a show title right there. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> all right, all right. You got any Jinx t-shirts you want to recommend? Uh, you know what? I think the night saying knee is a strong one. Um, You're still uh, I going think... with that. Eh? You're still pushing that one. You know what, that, and uh, I actually get a lot of people uh, that like the, I'm not a geek, I'm a level 12 paladin. Um, Even though that I really doesn't, that doesn't jive in today's WoW world? You know what? Because level 12 is not that powerful. No, but it's the, um, it's all the 30-somethings that come up to me and they're like, you know, I played D&D when I was in high school. That's funny. You know, and, yeah. and yeah, they don't say it out loud, right? They're at the party or at the whatever and they're like, you know, I was uh, Paladins are cool. Uh, I like Paladin. And you're, <laughs> you're like, man, guy, it's just a funny T-shirt, you know. But, but it, it's like it's I'm like, not really a Paladin. It's like but. when I wear my uh, it's like when I wear my uh, my long bottom ale, uh, you know, Hobbit Hobbit's uh, the Pride of the Shire Hobbit's Brew whatever T-shirt. I always get people who come up and they have one of these incredibly long discussions about Lord of the Rings, and I'm like, uh, you know, awesome. Uh, but it it attracts the certain kind of conversations sometimes where I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, I just want to watch the hockey game. 
<laughs> you know, I, I, I'll, I'll have this discussion tomorrow. So I, I'm I'm careful now where I wear my t-shirts. Like I would never wear like who cares about your farm t-shirt to a farmer. Hey, market. that's what I'm wearing right now <laughs> to a farmer's market. <laughs> right now, come on. Uh, I, I cannot confirm or deny that story. Um, but I, I, did I tell you about the time I went to the uh, ice cream place at Fairview? Um, and I was wearing one of the original three that I had. And uh, I get to the counter. We order the ice cream. The kids are there and whatever. And all of a sudden I hear, Alice, Alice, check out this T-shirt. That's an awesome T-shirt. Which and I'm like, was it? Uh, I think it was the uh, Night Saying Knee. Okay. And uh, I don't know. I was like two or three weeks later. And we, we decided, that, you know, the kids were really good. And we said, oh, you know, let's go get some ice cream. So we went back to the so Laura Steve Seat goes store. home and gets a new T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never wear the same T-shirt two Saturdays in a row, right? No, never. So, ah. <laughs> because you have to – I only wear these things on the weekend, right? So you go through them like – I wear one once a month basically kind of thing. You don't have to make so, excuses, Steve, for wanting to dress nicely for the Laura Secord people. But so, so, <laughs> so anyways, I go back. We start ordering the ice cream. All of a sudden, hey – Hey, it's the T-shirt guy. And her <laughs> oh, no way! And the other guy all come to the cash. They rush the cash. I'm like, oh, that's a cool T-shirt. And this, and, and, oh, and, and my wife's like, I can't believe you know. That's so <laughs> oh, yeah. that's too funny. That is that is actually quite funny. But actually, I wanted to get back to that 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 paladin thing. I uh, tweeted about this last week. Um, I found in my uh, my 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 rack of books. Uh, the my advanced dungeons and and dungeons manual uh, the guide yep. and also the dungeon master's guide so um i'm a, i'm tempted to, to get together one one dad casting night and just see if we still remember how to play oh man I, it's been a while i still have my 20 sided die <laughs> i saw i saw your twitter post about the uh the, you quoted something from your thing i guess there was some kind of a discussion well, going about beholders or something in one podcast we had mentioned basilisk oh that's and, right and 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 uh and and pierre luc petitclair or uh, twitter name at p luke uh made took offense to that and saying harry potter how could you even say that everybody knows that that was a dungeons and dragon uh thing even before it was it was Harry Potter. Well, of course, everything was Dungeons and Dragons. Wow, was Dungeons and Dragons before it was it was anything else. So then, then so then I went home, you know, and I I, I just happened to see you know the Advanced Dungeons and Dragon book in the bookshelf, and I pulled it out, and I sure enough, I looked up Basilisk, and I said, oh, yeah, you're right, it's right there. So I'm making a joke, and then he said, yeah, you think that one's tough, and he pointed out another one because at the top of his head, I don't know how the hell he found that one. Um, so that, that that's where the discussion went afterwards. Then I've been looking for my twin. Then after that, it got me starting looking for my die because I had these you know this little bag of die right so i've got you know i got my 20 sided die my 10 sided die and i'm actually uh i'm actually curious well, those went the way of the dodo i don't have any of my maps or figurines though i don't have the maps or figurines at all all i have is the book and the dice i figured one day maybe my kids will think you know like dad there's this thing or or i'd, or I'd, or I'd meet some 30 something geeks and i'd want to play <laughs> if we're laying it out all on the table here um, I still have my two sets of, of, die, of dice um, handy because I ended up in high school playing uh, Stratomatic Baseball. I don't know if you guys ever played that or not, but basically it's like you have player cards, you build lineups, you play a nine-inning game, basically, and you coach the whole game through. I was a huge baseball nut. So still this is like Dungeons and Dragons of Baseball. Well, it's, it's real stats from the previous season. 
So you have like the, you know, the 1986 Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens. So the player can't really do much better or worse than he did in that season because the card is statistically accurate. And okay. whenever you roll the dice, it falls somewhere on, you know. So Okay, okay. You know, and so there's a pitcher card and a batter card, and you roll the dice. And if you land in the pitcher card, you know, you have way less chance of getting on base if you roll on the hitter's card, for example. And you sort of figure out who's in your lineup, and you got, you know, you basically have to manage the game as uh, through the team. Well, they had this lame thing where you'd have to pick a card whenever you had to, you know, if you landed on a certain thing, you had, from 1 to 7, it was a walk, and from 8 to 20, it was like a ground out or something like that. So you'd have to pick a card all the time. Well, if you picked a, a 9, you wouldn't get 9 again till twenty time, like 19 t- turns after kind of thing, so it got predictable. Okay. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, you know... Uh, you know, you don't unless you reshuffle the deck every time. Nobody really did that. And I said, wait a minute. And I ran in. I came back with this little green twenty-sided dice. And I said, why don't we just use this? And all the guys were like, well, what is that? They're looking at this this die in amazement. You know, I said, well, it's a twenty-sided die. Like, duh. And these these are your high school buddies. Yeah, yeah. They never high seen a buddies. twenty-sided dice. Oh wow, that's funny. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, so next thing you know. We start playing and whatever. Next thing, one guy brought in a you know a smoked uh, you know charcoal colored twenty sided die. Oh. Another guy came in with a metallic blue twenty sided. <laughs> they all went out. Impressive. Mine was a was a crystal like an opaque uh, amber um, color, and, and I had to whack. I had to draw my own numbers in with wax pencil. Like I was not that. It was not that impressive. I didn't have any smoke, whatever. Okay. Gunmetal gun gray. That's pretty. That's pretty hardcore, man. Hmm. Yeah. I'm no. pretty impressed. Well, I, I just had green. I had regular green and a sort of sparkly metallic green. I bought a second set. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. More yeah, money than sense, I guess. I don't know. It's not a bad idea. I mean, uh, I, I don't know. I, don't, I had a... Uh, because I, I, when you bought the original Dungeons & Dragons kit, it came in a little box and it, it gave you like the six stupid blue dice. And, uh, and then eventually when you moved on to Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, that's when you would get... You you go out and you get your your little figurine for your your your, your character and you get your little. You get we never use dice. those. I I bought it and I painted it up and then I the, I broke the sword and then I was so pissed at myself for breaking the sword that I never used it. I was so I was too ashamed. And then I looked at it one day and I said, you know what? I can't freaking paint. <laughs> 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 and I didn't want to bring it anyways, right? So I would go and I'd bring a Lego man with a sword and it would it looked better. <laughs> Mini fake dude. Yeah, I, I brought a minifig. That's exactly what I brought. I brought a minifig of, of my character, and that, that's fine. And you know what? I think if my kids wanted to get in Dungeons & Dragons, I would build them the dungeons out of Legos. Oh, absolutely. That's because it's like it's made for that. Like I can't believe there's no, there's no Dungeons & Dragons Lego game. You know what the thing is? Is we grew up and all this was analog. If our kids ever play Dungeons & Dragons, it's going to be like on the iPad or uh, something. I, I think they call it WoW. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but there are some guys who still play Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. The yeah, Penny Arcade guys do. And I'm I'm like yeah. I'm like I'm kinda curious. Like Well, I think the Big Bang Theory guys also. But I'm not sure if they're real or not. Yeah. Okay, Steve. We'll have a chat one day. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? No, no joke though, I think the guys at CBS um are using Twitter uh for the Big Bang Theory. Um because all the characters trends. have tw- Twitter accounts. But not the actor names, the, the characters. Like Sheldon so, Cooper has a Twitter account? Sheldon Cooper has a Twitter account. Is it any good? 
it's it's funny, very scientific, very you know. And if you look, he has two lists: friends and enemies. And in his friends list is all the other guys from the show and maybe a few other people. Enemies, it's only Will Wheaton. Only Will Wheaton, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's all a bunch of at replies. No, I don't want to try it. It's all at replies. Except for one bazinga. <laughs> <laughs> Which just made my day, so there you go. <laughs> okay. Food for thought. Uh, food for thought. Yeah. Where is my Apple friends. TV? No, it's actually he's got he added some more people. Leslie Winkle. I think he was following P. Luke. I'll be honest with you. Who is you? No, Will. Um, Will Wheaton. Uh, uh, Sheldon uh, Cooper was following P. Luke. He was following P. Luke. Yeah, he actually uh, um, tweeted. It. He says, "My my day is made." Sheldon Cooper's following me. Oh, something. that's hysterical! Awesome. Well done. That that you know it, it's funny, eh? Those little things in life are so important. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Still there, Ben? Always. Holding down the fort. Did we manage to get your, your following number up? By one. Oh, well, that's effective, eh? The power Come of on, this people. podcast. People. Berg42. It's not Easy. hard. B-U-R-G-4-2. Let's get him up. I, I don't want to go into another yeah, telethon you know, of tweeting. Well, okay. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that I've been all this week, I've been on tweeting. Like, I've never tweeted before. And still, You're an animal this week. Oh yeah, big time. It's I've good got, too. Oh, oh, oh. But nobody's replying to my stuff. I replied. Oh, we don't count though, because we're in the club. Well, yeah, exactly. We're okay. we're in the club. You know, it's a two fat dads club or whatever. So, but I mean, I'm just like at Natel and Piluk and whatever. You know, I've been following up on what they're saying, and I would reply, and poof, nothing. Yeah, but you gotta. Eh. You you know you're a newbie now. You know you're coming in and you're 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 playing with the hard hitters. You know like those those Nontel guys. He's got uh, he's he's got to deal with Steve like and now every other tweet. So he's like you know <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to give him a chance. You know <laughs> I guess I created a whole drinking game and uh... yeah. I mean like I come on, did you create a drinking game for anybody, Steve? <laughs> I mean Ben. No, I haven't. Okay, so I'm just making a two fat dads plea for you. Oh, don't. He is typing, isn't he? Yeah. Or, or, yeah. or breathing something. Or breathing actually. heavy. Uh, it's not that kind of tweet, trust me. Um, or actually, not. maybe that with that last... Uh, there we go. Maybe you'll trend. Uh, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> That's so sad. And on that note, I think we've uh, we've hit another... another uh, an, a Another new, snag. A, a, no, and just a new a new highlight in the in the two fat dads dad cast. Is that what it was? <laughs> I'm I'm so glad we didn't decide to explore another social media ins and outs. And uh, well, did you tweet or what? I, I tweeted on behalf of two fat dads. Did you not get it? No, it's not in. Yeah, it's the, it's the new Twitter. It's not that fast, eh? No, it's not actually. Uh, it's fired. Okay, should I go to Tweety instead? No, don't go to Tweety. <laughs> don't do that. I, I, still, I still don't have it on, on my account. Eh? I have it on the Two Fat Dads account. I have it on the Johnny Lecanuck account. How do you not have that? I don't have the new Twitter. How? Because it, it, apparently everybody... I must be some angry Canadian that nobody likes, and uh, I didn't get it. I don't I'm know. I'm CEA of Two Fat Dads, and I have it. That's Chief Executive Angry, yes. by the way. Yes, yes, yes. And I have it. 
I don't know. I don't know how I didn't get it. I mean, maybe it's because I'm always signed in. Maybe you have to sign in once so they can give it to you. Sign out actually once in your life so they have to get it. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'll just... <laughs> Are you laughing at me now? No. Just uh, sorry. Twitter. What, what, what's the funny on the Twitter? Uh, CEO Steve Jobs says, good thing I didn't let Johnny design my house. He wanted all the doors to slide to unlock. Ah, uh, that's funny. Well, he is designing a new house, right? You've, you've heard about yes. Well, no, Steve he's Jobs. not designing. He's getting permission to throw down to chuck down his old house. He had already so built. they can build this new house. But right? he's already built a new house. Really? Yeah, he had built a house a while ago. It's just that this one was on his property. And he wants to get rid of it because it's 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 falling apart. Yeah. I could be wrong. Maybe you're right. Maybe he's decided to throw them all down. Well, I was wrong last episode. Why not be wrong this episode? I just had I just had a PIL song bust in my head right now. What, oh, what yeah? you just said, yeah. What what was that about? Well, what, what you you said I could be wrong, I could be right. Okay. I could be you, you remember the the song? Uh no. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes. I can't uh can't think. We'll ping it. We'll ping it. Maybe we should try that now actually. I I I bet you PIL is not in ping. No, it's not. Yellow, Rise. Maybe. The song is called Rise. You know what? It is. Public Image Limited is in iTunes and it's called Rise, you say? Yeah, Rise. Oh, you've heard this. Go on, put, sure it, you... put your put your headphone up to the mic. My, put my what? Here, I'll do it then. Yeah, that's the one. Wow, which version are you listening to? Live at Brixton Academy. Oh, okay. That's the only one iTunes has. The other one's from Defragmentation, so I'm not going to play some remix and I've got the original. Um, but I never really got into PIL. Oh, really? No. Okay. Funny enough. No. What was that? What was that? Johnny Rotten. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, uh, actually, I love this song. Just It reminds me so much of my time at the uh, the Thunderdome, for those who remember. Thunderdome. Yeah. Sources. We were talking about that. Actually, we're doing a tour. With uh, we're doing a tour of the the worst pubs in Valois, um, and uh, with C. Lauren, uh, Azakula, and uh, S. Corbett twenty two, and Jeff Jeff T. Valois, we are going to hit the Mayfair. Um, you probably didn't even know that was a pub there, Steve. Right next to uh, the hairdressers and the uh, Deli Bees, uh, there is an actual uh, 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 pub or drinking academy there. There we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna do um, we're gonna do the Hymus. We're going to do uh, the Green Hornet. Remember the, the Green, Green Hornet? Hornet. The yeah, Green yeah. Hornet. Yeah, we're gonna do the Is Green that Hornet. still there? We're gonna do we're gonna do uh, on, on Lakeshore. Yeah, Kelly, yeah, yeah. We're gonna do Kelly's, and oh. it, we're gonna try to break into Fonzie's. Although I think they've, they've boarded it up. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It might not go well at all. Somebody might get gastro. We might have to cancel the whole tour. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> I fear drinking in my own neighborhood. I really do, especially there. Yes, I, you know what? And I, I have people who are hardcore neighbors around here, and they said they lived up the entire life. They've never ever been to the Green Hornet. They don't even know why. It's a dump. It's a hole. It's unbelievable. No, they've redone it. It looks like a community center. Oh God! <laughs> are it, it looks you serious. It looks, it looks pretty nice. It's it's kind of clear in there. They got big windows, and uh, and the building, the outside of the building looks nice. You know, it's not so bad. But hmm. uh, I don't know. I, I just miss the Edgewater. 
and and Kesara. Oh yes. And uh, this is where, he is a top poor Steve is a South Shore boy. You know South Shore East, boy. East, East End. East End. Same thing. No, it's not. <laughs> it's past Dorval. It's all the same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the other side of the IKEA, right? <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 no, it's not even IKEA. It's literally it's the uh, it's the Dorval Airport. No, 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 no. Anything on the other side of the IKEA is like <laughs> only people from Samara used to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear, 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 dear. Now, there was a, there was a, there was a, there was a high school professor of mine who told me that Montreal was divided um, politically, linguistically, ideologically, socially, economically down the St. Lawrence Boulevard. <laughs> it's it's un- unbelievably true. To a point, he's absolutely right. Absolutely correct. But uh, in my mind, that also included the Vincent Laurent. <laughs> Everything east of that, stayar. Stayar. Uh, which is funny for a guy who went to Lucam. But anyways, I, I digress. Yes, please. Yeah, I'm still doubting that. We couldn't even find the Curl de Science. And, uh, I was you nice know, so, well, I, don't I did know. a communications degree. I didn't do a science degree. I got honor science in CJEP, and then I never pursued it. <laughs> And now I work in IT. <laughs> and on that note, I think that's about all the time we have for tonight. So a yep. uh, big thank you to uh, Ben Kenobi over in the Richelieu. My pleasure. Next time. Thank you very much for Steve for joining me in the studio once again. Always fun. And uh, we'll see you again uh, next week. Don't forget to pick up your Jinx t-shirts over at 2FatDads forward slash Jinx. Keep encouraging the podcast. Give us a reason to live. See you guys next week. All right. Bye, everyone. See ya. We've been at this for three hours and eight minutes.